think in the past like two years for sure everything in my life has like come together as far as just being confident enough to be ready to go off and do that it was just kind of time to challenge myself a little bit and that's kind of just yeah what I've continued to say to you and others is just like I feel like I have to do this for myself That is Anna, I am Michael. Together we are the Admires, and this is Admire the Vegans Podcast. Yeah, these episodes are a little sporadic to get started, but we have an explanation coming up, I promise. Also, you just heard Anna talking about our big topic, and that is her move to being a business owner, a dream she has worked so hard to achieve, and as you heard, it's a life-aligning move as well as a coming of confidence change. She'll explain that, plus plant-based products she's now using. We also touch on a wild ag gag case in the state of Iowa, plus vegan school lunches in New York. Just the beat in the intro makes me miss doing this. Welcome back, right? Oh my gosh. I feel like we said welcome back last time. I know. We got on it. But yeah, welcome back to Admire the Vegans podcast. I'm Michael with my wife, Anna, and we're, uh, we'll get into why it has taken so long for us to get back on here, but um, we're, we're excited to be back having a conversation and got a lot to get to. It has been a whirlwind of a 2022 already for us, mm-hmm. and we're, yeah. uh, we're barely into it. We're barely into it. Uh, how's everything going, babe? Today's Great. been a fun day. Yeah, I literally just looked at you when we were like plugging the microphones in, and I was like, wait, has it really been since like... Christmas that we podcasted so I kind of am like oh my gosh do I even remember <laughs> what to do not that I ever knew what to do at the beginning but nobody knows nobody knows but yeah no it's going great we had a wonderful morning we did we went to uh, a little power life yoga in the east village of Des Moines yeah. which that was my first time with you uh you've been really getting into it getting into it and I was uh, I woke up this morning I was like can we please go do a little yoga? We went over and did that. And then I've been begging for a Nosh morning date. Uh, Nosh is a great place in Eastfield. Check out the Instagram post and uh, that, we ju- that we just posted on Sunday. And it was so good. It was so good. They have just egg in there now. Uh, you can like build your own sandwich. They have an alternative bacon that's really, really good. Um, it's going to be like all their smoothies. For sure, a new addiction. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Well, yeah. uh, one of the reasons we are uh, back on here uh, today and still kind of in a, a whirlwind of uh, everything that's going on in our life, but um, recently we've been getting a couple just messages from uh, friends, uh, you know, people that have, have come and gone in our lives and have been in our circle here and there and whatnot, and uh, we don't have like a big Instagram following or a, a big podcast following, but uh, we do get these messages every once in a while from people that 
uh, are starting to share, you know, hey, I listened to this way back in October, or, or I started following your guys' page, um, and it's made me think a little bit, and now I'm going on a, my own journey, and everybody's, you know, vegan journey or whatever is different, but uh, it is cool to kind of hear where people are coming from, and uh, obviously we've got uh, other things going on in our lives, so it, it is hard to get on here all the time, uh, but it is inspiring to hear those sayings, and you know, we want we want to be like a lighthouse for everybody or for people uh, when it comes to, you know, checking out, you know, the vegan world. But, you know, at the same time, like uh, we we don't this isn't like our full time job. So uh, we can only get on here and talk so often. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we do need to find ways to you know balance all of that. Um, and we we really enjoy it. So, uh, yeah. And I just side note on, on that or to piggyback off that, I absolutely love hearing oh my other people's stories. It's so And cool. like their fun little like tidbits of info or tricks or just, yeah. So I love that. So thank you yeah. to everyone that has reached out to us. Cause yeah. that is like super inspiring to me personally, to and us it, still. It is really encouraging to get back on here because we don't know really who listens or whatnot so right. we, we yeah. don't you don't know like obviously you see numbers or whatever uh but you don't really know for sure who's being impacted by it unless you, you do message so it's always cool to to do that and yes. uh, i know a lot of people yeah. during veganuary you know tested some stuff out messed around a little bit with the the plant-based life and uh we got some fun interactions during during january for that and uh man that that also flew by <laughs> yeah mean, we had this whole like plan oh, of veganuary yeah. and just like we're gonna post every day and just all this stuff and we're like oh yeah it, it's almost march oh yeah <laughs> and we're like oh january is such a long month january is such a long we did month. like 20 days in a row i think to get it started and then yeah, yeah right around january 20th well, uh, everything changed <laughs> yeah which we'll get to in a second but uh uh we did uh, january January was really cool for, for me. It's, you know, peak basketball season. I'm on the road with a, the Drake men's basketball team. And uh, we went and, uh, you know, we're traveling all throughout the Midwest. And, you know, sometimes uh, travel can be really hard. We've talked about that in previous po- uh, podcasts. But sometimes travel can be really hard for eating plant-based, especially when it's such a regimented schedule. And I talked about, you know, breaking free and going to the Slutty Vegan in Atlanta. But, when you're going to Evansville, Indiana, and you're going to Cedar Falls, Iowa, and Peoria, Illinois, and Terre Haute, Indiana, and Springfield, Missouri, Carbondale, Illinois, like you're going to all these towns uh, that are small Midwest towns, I was nervous mm-hmm. going into it. And uh, I, I didn't know, you know, there's Chipotle, and when in doubt, Chipotle, and I was packing uh, a lot of food, but uh, every town I went into, I would, you know, go on to Google or just kind of go on to, to happy cow. And man, almost every single town had something and had something that was, I mean, incredible. I, it was so uplifting and so exciting and, uh, so inspiring to see that, man, all these Midwestern towns, I went to the first plant-based restaurant in Evansville, Indiana, and, uh, it was delicious. It was so good. Um, and it's called Nourished. And they were so awesome. Uh, they started in 2020, made it through a, the pandemic, 
and are, are still rolling. And it's just, uh, you know, there, there are times that, you know, you see stuff in the world that very, that you're like, we're so far away from where we'd hope to be in this, in the vegan world. But it was cool uh, going to some of these small towns and seeing how far uh, it actually has come because, I mean, 2020 Evansville didn't have a vegan restaurant mm-hmm. and now they, now they have one and it's great. And we went to Cedar Falls and Waterloo uh, together, Anna, and uh, we yeah. went to three different restaurants and they were awesome. Yeah. When we, you, when we were on our way there, we were like, oh gosh, I don't know. It might be kind of hard to find a date night restaurant. And we sure did. Yeah. We had gone right. up there one time and uh, there was an Italian restaurant that was really good. I think the Brown Bottle. Yeah. And they that was ha- before we were vegan, right? Yeah. Yeah, er, yeah it was. But mm-hmm. they had a vegan menu. Um, and so we were like, oh, exciting. Like, maybe we could just go back there and try the vegan menu. Well, um, we we didn't we didn't get into town in time. So we ended up going to, like, another place called Verve, which is a kombucha bar, which is awesome. Like, I'm not crazy into kombucha, but, I mean, that, that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And uh, their food was great. Uh, we went to Greenhouse Kitchen which was a vegan vegetarian restaurant and their, their food was wonderful. They had soy curls, uh, had soy trees, all that stuff is fantastic. And then we went to a pizza place that was called urban pie. It's like super popular in uh, the Waterloo Cedar Falls area. And they had for like two weeks have been serving uh, dairy free cheese. I think it was Daya and it, it was great. Yeah. They seemed like they'd been doing it for years. It was so good. Yep, it was awesome. So uh, yeah. all that stuff uh, happening in January with me traveling, you know, games two, three times a week, trying to balance all that, a lot going on. And then in the middle of January, Anna decides to open up her own business. And that takes yeah. us to our big topic, and that is the fact that Anna has become her own business owner has opened up her own chair at Solo Two Salon Suites yep. in Johnston, Iowa. So, what can you just like take <laughs> us all through the the thought process and how you ended up even wanting to open your own spot and maybe some reservations along the way that kept you from getting there? Yeah, um, it's a it just feels like a blur a little bit. Um, it's a buildup for a long time of just like this was kind of always the dream when I went to hair school to like eventually be able to go um, on my own, be my own boss, all that stuff. Um, So it's just really exciting to say that I am like a business owner. Sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, should I really be a business owner? (laughs) Um, But we'll figure that out. And I think pandemic had a lot to do with just kind of um, proving that I could handle change and that we could. Um, it kind of felt like a now or never type feeling. Like we just were, I was so ready. And we were in the spot that we could personally, like you and I. And my clients are amazing. And so I felt confident enough that I would have clients that would follow. Um, and it just is. A lot to like unpack and organize in my mind because it's so many emotions, but I'm so excited. You said now or never. What were yeah. what were some of the things that you that uh, were maybe holding you yeah. back? Yeah, I am very much of a um, like creature of habit, and I get very comfortable, and I don't really like 
not that I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, yes, I do want to be like that. I think in the past like two years, for sure, everything in my life has like come together as far as um, just being confident enough to be ready to go off and do that. Um, I just feel like if I would have stayed longer at Adara, I would have just gotten even more and more comfortable. And it was just kind of time to challenge myself a little bit. And that's kind of just, yeah, what I've continued to say to you and others is just like, I feel like I have to do this for myself and for my clients and for, yeah, just to, I mean, if you don't take a risk or a chance, then what, like nothing will change. It felt like it was just something that like deep down inside, I I just got to do this. Yeah, it was like an overwhelming sense of like, okay, it's time. Yeah. (laughs) Like, almost everything else in my life is falling into place exactly how I want to. So it's like, this is the next step. Yeah, and, and I feel like a lot of times uh, whenever you align uh, the things that you do with who you are deep down, mm-hmm. everything else starts to kind of piece together. And for you, I really saw that, you know, this thing fell in line with you, then that thing, then that thing. And then all of a sudden you got to the point where you didn't sit down and really rack your brain on what's next for me in my career. It just came to the point to where you're like, okay, now I feel like it is now time for me to do this. It wasn't like a a real breakdown. It was just simply you had done so much else that really aligned with who you are that all of a sudden, like you being a business owner and finding your own product line and, uh, you know, bringing your clients to a place where, uh, you know, you controlled the schedule and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like that was, that was just what was next for you. Yeah. 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 I could not have said it better myself. You articulated it perfectly that it was just, um, yeah, that exactly. <laughs> yeah. What I thought was really cool is that you have all this built up, you know, nervousness, but like one, like the whole time you never showed it. Uh, you were just so confident in the whole process. It was really fun to watch. It was, it was inspiring. I know I keep I've said that like three times already today, but like it I was it was it was really inspiring to to watch you go through all that and how you just kind of ha- kept the same cool demeanor. But then also, you don't know if your clients are going to follow you, and it's a different you know uh, hair product that you're you're changing. To, it's a different product line. Mm-hmm. You're going from. Aveda to Davines, it's a it's a switch that you know some people are people are, love their hair. They're, they're really particular about the products that they put on their body as they should be. Yeah. And so you don't know which what your um, what your clientele is going to how they're going to respond. But the the people that you had built relationships with for six seven years, mm-hmm. they had all the faith in the world in you that you were going to put them in the right position and and. Uh, they all followed you, and not often do you get to see that, uh, you know, people supporting you and them vocalizing that while you're still, like, around sometimes. It's yeah. which when you quit. They're like, oh, no, I loved you so much. Like, why didn't you tell me then? You yeah. actually got to experience that right in the middle of your, your young career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Why does everything make me cry? Um it's been a bit since we've been on the podcast yeah. and I get teary. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's been seriously so, I think the word that I've used is, like, ground, like, humbling, grounding. Mm -hmm. Um, People are, like, so awesome. Yeah. Like, they're so nice and just, I mean, yeah, my business is, I feel like, more of a relationship business than, um, I mean, hair is awesome. Hair's important. Yep. I love hair. And <laughs> so and do my so clients. Good at it. Yeah. But to me, it's like at the forefront of that is all of the relationships I've built. Yeah. No, the, and the, yeah, they're all amazing. The relationships are, are what, you know, inspired you to open up this new place. Yeah. Then also you are really good at doing hair. <laughs> like there's no doubt about it. Uh, it. It's fun to see, you know, all of our, all of our friends and family go to you yeah. and, uh, yeah, it's, it's really neat. And you're, uh, yeah, you're, you're just really good at it. So, well, thank uh, you. I've been really, you're really good to me, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been so fun. Yeah. It's been awesome. And I know you feel it inside and everybody that's around you sees it and yeah. feels it too. It's just that like, you have this, you know, extra, you're always, I mean, you're always so, uh, great to be around but you have like this extra glow about you. You have this extra uh, energy surrounding you. And a lot of it is because you are now, you just have so much pride in what yeah. you're doing because it's your own business and all that stuff. And you are carrying that through every aspect of life. Well, yes, thank you. I'm just really happy. That's, that is so important. Yeah. That's so important. And, and that's kind of, you know, we had to balance throughout January with, you know, my job and you starting a new business. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, you know, what, what do we cut? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it wasn't going to be our time spent together. It wasn't going to be our time spent with our family. And so it did become, you know, do we have the hour to sit down and have a conversation, but then also, also all the stuff that um, goes into, you know, producing the podcast and just thinking yeah. of the topics and all that stuff. So that is a little bit of why uh, it's taken us a little bit to get back on the mic. Yeah, so I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Anna. Yeah. No, it, but hopefully, uh, and, you know, the, the grand scheme of things, like we hope to bring in interviews. Uh, we hope to continue doing, maybe adding different elements, but we've got to really think about all those things and see exactly what we can do when we can do them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes, but hopefully uh, we kind of continue going on and uh, hopefully people keep pushing play. So over the last uh, month, we have like all this built up, uh, all these built up thoughts. And so we are now going to go into uh, what's on our mind. And uh, this is kind of the the area where we go off on a rant on just kind of what we've been thinking about recently. And I have have two things. So we start off very positively. Uh, I do have to dive into a little bit of a, a tough subject. Because um, it's just been it's been really on my mind lately, and I feel like this is the, the place to talk about it. Um, but then we'll wrap it up with some more positive news, and then we'll uh, continue on with Anna's uh, what what's on her mind. So uh, Iowa's Iowa is in a uh, or was in a big ag gag uh, battle, and the ag gag laws uh, in the United States are. Uh, they're so hard to keep track of. It's so hard to, you know, fully understand exactly what's legal, what's not, and all that stuff. So, uh, basically, ag-gag is a term used to describe laws that are pushed forward by big agriculture farms to silence or gag 
uh, in a sense, whistleblowers and undercover activists. There are basically six states in the United States uh, where there is like some legislation, Iowa being one of them. But it is tricky for laws to be passed because of the First Amendment. So most states' ag-gag laws are ruled unconstitutional. Uh, but then the states that do have some sort of law, they have like a workaround in the 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 words and the wording of the law to, to kind of get around the First Amendment. And trespassing is one of them. Uh, so anyway, uh, activists and animal rights groups are still willing to risk jail time to uh, uncover all the uh, horrendous things happening within the confines of uh, big ag uh, farms. And Iowa is right on the forefront with, uh, you know, Iowa Select Farms uh, and, and many others. Uh, Iowa's the largest producer of pork uh, in the United States. So uh, in May of 2020, so there's a kind of a story, there was an ag-gag law battle happening that was just resolved in January. Uh, but it goes all the way back to May of 2022, and a guy named Matt Johnson uh, basically risked uh, jail time and uh, persecution uh, to uncover some horrendous things happening really early on in the pandemic. So this guy, Matt Johnson, he receives a tip from a uh, truck driver for Iowa Select Farms, which is one of the largest pig farming companies in the United States. And the tip was that Select Farms was going to secret, secretly roast thousands of pigs alive through a ventilation shutdown. So again, it's early pandemic, the supply chain issues, uh, slaughterhouses were being shut down. Uh, so Iowa Select Farms, they have all of these pigs uh, on their property uh, and nowhere to send them to be quote-unquote processed. So Iowa Select Farms, they decide to uh, funnel in 150-degree gas into a crowded factory farm and kill every pig. And uh, there's some video, uh, this Matt Johnson, he's a part of Direct Action Everywhere, and some video on their Facebook page. Uh, It's really hard to watch. Uh, it, It is... It sucks to, to watch, uh, but if you're able, uh, I would encourage you to, to go check it out if you're, cur- if you're curious about you know, exactly what happens in our state. Um, uh, the, the one thing at the end, they did rescue one of the piglets, and it's, uh, they kind of follow the piglet for his you know, post-life uh, in, in uh, at Iowa Select Farms, and he's, he looks like a little puppy running around a house with he, he actually lives with a, another small puppy. So I, I would encourage you to check that out. But so Johnson, you know, he, uh, he places undercover cameras all around the facility to show the animal cruelty and expose Iowa select farms of this unbelievable atrocity. Well, uh, media and public pressure forced Iowa select farms to stop these types of mass killings. But instead uh, of the police or government looking into it, Johnson was the one arrested it's crazy. And Johnson actually has some video of him confronting police officers about it, saying, hey, this is what they're doing. You guys need to go stop this. And the police officers basically said, well, it's okay what they're doing because a state veterinarian 
said that this type of killing was humane. And that's where it, it gets really frustrating. So um, Johnson, uh, he's arrested. Iowa, the state of Iowa, then spends two years and hundreds of thousands of dollars prosecuting Johnson just to drop all charges in January, uh, 15 minutes before a judge was to rule on media coverage of the trial. So it's extremely transparent why the state drops the charges. They uh, didn't want uh, the people that you know fee- funneled them money, Iowa Select Farms, to be subjected to the public scrutiny. But it was, uh, it was a win against ag-gag laws uh, in the state of Iowa. Uh, Iowa's government and big ag... You know, still uh, work together, though, to defend this cruel act. So, you know, Johnson goes out and writes an article in the Des Moines Register basically saying that Iowa's government is, uh, you know, trying to cover up animal cruelty. And, um, you know, obviously it comes with some mixed reviews and stuff like that. But when you see what's actually happening at these places, it is, it, it sucks. And the thing about all this, too, Anna is Matt Johnson is a Cresco, Iowa native. He went to Northern Iowa, served in the Iowa Army National Guard for seven years. He is one of us. He is an Iowan. He saw something that was wrong, very wrong, and did something about it. And even though he's free now, he sacrificed a lot for just caring for animals. And that should never be a crime. Um, it's really, it, it drives me crazy. And I spent some time looking at the ag gag laws and they, they are complex, um, and disappointing, especially in the state of Iowa, because one thing like, you know, even like the vegan stuff aside, uh, people should know that it should, there should be transparency in, and what is on our plate. You should know what is going into how the food shows up on your plate and there's just so much there's so much gap between the the cute pig on on the picture and then the you know bacon that shows up on your plate Mm -hmm. there's just so much separation between that uh i didn't know if you had any just kind of thoughts on that i know it's it sucks yeah my stomach feels like it's gonna like especially uh, we're both wearing our iowa farm (laughs) you got the iowa farm sanctuary shirt on and i have the happy hearts and hooves uh include sanctuary shirt on so yeah we're repping today yeah um it's just like very disturbing to me obviously and i feel like to anyone i mean to watch that like that would be really hard to stomach Mm -hmm. um And so, yeah, I like what you said as far as just like transparency and I feel like sometimes like we're, you know, being lied to a little bit or Mm -hmm. fed lies um, just with like, I'm, you know, how we've touched on (laughs) things like advertisements before or, you know, the pigs live in a nice house, you know, yes, yes. Um, It's just like. That's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like if people let themselves like read into that a little bit more, then they would at least know. Like, yeah. I mean, people are so worried about like, you know, 
organic, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to say blah, blah, blah. Like, that's rude. But, you know, very specific about other label things and stuff like that. And then it's like, okay, but why aren't we reading deeper into the, you know, main thing on your plate? Um, Yeah. No, I it's think just con- it's very contradicting and it's really hard for me to understand. Well, and I think that's perfect, a uh, perfect segue into the, kind of my happier, bigger, bigger thought, uh, yes. because of the other thing that's on my mind. Uh, so yeah, make sure you check out direct, a- direct action everywhere. Uh, Matt Johnson and all the folks, uh, there, they do some harrowing work. All right. So, uh, you know, Eric Adams, uh, New York city, uh, he's now the New York city mayor. Yes. I've told you his story. Yes. He, he's, he's awesome. Uh, so he is implementing uh, vegan Fridays and health-based, or excuse me, plant-based health clinics throughout the uh, state or city of New York City. So, yeah, he's the new mayor of New York, sworn into office on New Year's, and is already making these unprecedented moves and the New York school and health systems when it comes to plant-based eating. And some look at it as uh, what he's doing is controversial. Like, you're taking away my rights to eat whatever I want on Friday. But, you know, we see it as, as necessary. So some background on this Eric Adams, who is <laughs> it just, it's, it's a cool story. Uh, so he was a New York police officer for 20 years. He becomes a captain in the NYPD. And through like the mid 2000s, Adams was a New York senator. Then he becomes the Brooklyn borough president. But along the way, he starts having some health issues and basically woke up one morning and he couldn't see his alarm clock. And then he starts having like some other symptoms and he eventually finds out that he has type 2 diabetes. So instead of like taking the traditional approach of medicine, you know, him being a, a police officer and trying to find a way to, to fix what he's he has done to himself, uh, he certainly Googles uh, ways to reverse type 2 diabetes. And all the stuff that starts coming up is the whole food plant-based diet. It's the uh, Caldwell Esselstyn's of the world and the Cleveland Clinic trials and the China study and all these things start popping up and he starts diving into it. And uh, he took on the diet and has since reversed his grim diagnosis of type 2 diabetes and is now taking what he has learned to the masses of New York City. It's, it's crazy. Uh, so he started when he was the uh, Brooklyn Borough President. Uh, he started with like Meatless Mondays in the school and then uh, a few other things. He kind of becomes this rising star within the political world in New York City because he has like this incredible balance of being hard on crime, but also being a liberal mayoral candidate. And then he uh, ultimately goes on and uh, wins the candidacy. And I heard an interview with Eric Adams on the Rich Roll podcast. It was, I think it was sometime last summer, spring, summer, early fall, Uh, you know, right, right in that window. And uh, his story, just like how he tells it. And then, you know, he hadn't won the mayoral candidate yet. He was at that point, the uh, Democratic candidate uh, for New York City mayor, and it, it was really cool. So uh, go check out his story. Uh, I, th- I have a l- line here. So uh, I'm trying to think. 
Okay, this is just like a line from one of the articles that I thought was kind of cool. The plant-based lifestyle medicine program, so this is the program that he has implemented into the health system, piloted at Bellevue starting in 2019, will open up clinics in five new health and hospital locations across the city this year, officials announced during a press conference prior to a mayoral vegan chili cooking demonstration on Monday. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, New York is going to change the conversation about using food not to feed healthcare crises, uh, but to stop the crisis. And so uh, I, I think cool. that's, that's a great line. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, like basically every school in the New York City public school system has a vegan option. Uh, they have several... Um, they have several vegetarian options, but you know how it is too. Like, you know, anytime the government or public school system does something at first, you get like this weird food and, mm -hmm. it, and it's like for the first couple of weeks, it's just not great. It's like, this is all I got to eat. And, yeah. and so there is like a little kickback on that. Um, but hopefully as they, you know, continue to move along in this, the options get better. Have you seen some of the, have you seen any of the food yet? Of the options yeah, like that the they pictures. give? No. It's not Is great. It bad? I mean, you know, it's just like a vegetable medley with uh, applesauce or something like that <laughs> and uh, like a oat, oat milk to drink on the side. Well, I uh, guarantee it's better than freaking gross Friday cheese bread, whatever that crap was that we were served every Friday. I did love that stuff. No, like the little the boat. cheese was like rubber that you could peel off. That wasn't even real. Yeah. So yeah. no, anything is better than that. And I think 100%. why not? That's great. I love it. I love it. And it won't hurt anything to just try it. And there has been this uh, controversy going around too. I don't know how much of it all is real, but uh, Eric Adams, he will eat some fish here and there. And so, you know, you get people that are trying to, make it, you know, make it a political thing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, he's, uh, you know, the, the right side of the, the line. It's like, oh, he's not even really vegan. He's eating this fish. But, I mean, it, the, the definition of vegan is to uh, limit the harm on animals, limit or eliminate the harm on animals uh, on this planet. And, and uh, man, by him implementing Meatless Fridays, think of the hundreds of, kids that have a, a healthier meal may not look great at first but <laughs> get a healthier meal and are able to uh and don't eat meat for that one day i mean that yeah. that's uh that's saving uh so many animals from you know the you know ultimately uh ending up on somebody's plate or as matt jo johnson showed us uh not even getting uh that uh, end of life um situation so yeah yeah uh, so a couple of things were on my mind. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, there, I'm a, uh, I don't know, I'm like, I can get into just thought for long periods of time. And so these two, I just sit there and think. And it's like, you're sometimes like, Michael, what? Those are the moments I'm like, what are you what, thinking what? about? And you can always read it. I'm like, oh gosh, gosh, how'd you know? I was like, I've been in a trance here just thinking about this, this, or this. But uh, th those things uh, are interesting just uh, – there's a lot more to it, but I would encourage people to go uh, check those out. Yeah. All right, Anna, let's get into your big topic. It is tied into, or what's on your mind? I, I got to get these right. Uh, <laughs> let's get into what's on your mind. It is yeah. tied into the big topic, which yeah. is you opening up your own salon. But yeah. we touched on a little bit. Uh, you switched product lines, and uh, 
many people may not know this, but you know, the things that you put on your body, uh, whether it's hair products or uh, body wash or deodorant, all those things, uh, many uh, in the mainstream are uh, are tested on yep. animals or use animal products uh, or, uh, God forbid, use parabens or uh, other cancer-causing carcinogenics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, kind of what's on your mind, babe? Yes. Um, yeah, that it has been a adventure for me. Um, it t- ties into so much more, like, not just what you put in your body, um, being, you know, vegan. It's just very much, yeah, what you put on it. Um, yeah, being vegan is more than what's on your plate. It's also what's, what's on, on your, your body. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> I wrote you said it, down. it so much better. Well, I wrote it down. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so I switched over from Aveda, which is a wonderful product line. It is all um, now officially vegan. It took some a couple. It took a while, a couple years ago. I think they officially got that vegan stamp, um, and they were cruelty free. So that was great. That was super important for me to, um, like, keep that moving forward. Just that same um, mindset. And but then. I cannot have Aveda as, like, a single, um, like, chair. You have to be kind of, like, under the big, like, umbrella of a salon type deal. So Aveda was not an option for me. And I was okay with that because I was excited to, um, like, explore new product lines. I've always kind of been a hoarder of, like, samples and things. Like, just get really excited about that. Um, I went to the Aveda Institute for hair school. And then that's just, like, I went straight into an Aveda salon. So I feel like part of challenging myself with going on my own was also like challenging myself and going on my own, like learning a whole new color line, like really um, figuring out what products I wanted. Um, So that was kind of hard at first because it's like, oh my gosh, you want to find something like that you are passionate about, that you want to... um, like make others passionate about and sell to others, make money off of. Um, and it has to work. And it has to work. And it has to align in so many ways for as far as like um, sustainability, um, just like morals of the company, cruelty-free, um, plant-based, all that stuff. Um, and I mean, ideally vegan, obviously. And so... That kind of took some researching, of course. And Davines stood out. I had never heard of it, actually. So it has, it's starting to come into, like, some salons here in the Des Moines area, but it's really not known. Like, so many of my clients have sat in my chair, and they're like, I've never heard of this. And, I mean, same. But I um, love it. <laughs> so... The important thing to me was, for sure, finding something that, of course, was not um, tested on animals and used all natural ingredients and landed on this, and it's from Italy. Yes, Called Domines. I know we will go on. I've said this to everyone. Work trip. I'm like, we will go on a work trip (laughs) for this. Um, 
But, okay, so I'm just going to get this off, like, because I feel like I'm tiptoeing around it a little bit. I'm just going to get it, like, off my chest. <laughs> it is not fully, does not fully have the vegan stamp yeah. because there is a product that has beeswax in it. for It's like a grooming clay type deal that has beeswax. And then um, there is one. I do not carry this line because I can pick, you know, which products I am sell all that stuff um but there is something in the company that uses um like keratin from sheep's wool sheep's right? wool yep so i was like really going back and forth on this like reading so much into it super concerned about it um but then overall i felt like this product was aligned the most with everything that I cared about as a whole they're working like towards being fully vegan um so I've heard in the next couple years which is super important um I do not personally sell the stuff that has contains a beeswax and I don't even have the keratin thing on my shelf um so Yes, I just have to get that off my chest because yeah. I feel like I keep saying like, oh, and cruelty-free and plant-based, but I'm no, not saying vegan. And it just really, really bothered me when I first ordered it. <laughs> the poor girls, the Malin and Rainey, who I share the suite with, <laughs> I think they're like, okay. At first, I was like, couldn't stop talking about it and yeah. being so worried. Um, but anyways, so... It's super um, sustainable, which is awesome. The packaging's so cute. Um, it all the ingredients are like very labeled, and they're all from like local family farms in Italy, which is so fun. Like on the bottle, it'll say like the main ingredient is there's. I'm just thinking of one for example, celery root from so-and-so's family farm in and it tells you like which town or city in Italy it's so cool um so that's really fun um but just yeah I think it's super important that you put whatever you are putting on your skin on your hair everything aligns with like what you're putting in your body like why would you want to put um anything synthetic on your body just like you I mean don't want to be putting that. And that could be a good podcast for another time. Just, yeah, I could um, go in go, Going into, because that was something Travel. early on that, you know, we did not, like at first, I hadn't even thought about, you know, a leather wallet or a leather belt or oh gosh, yeah. uh, a uh, wool shirt or a uh, down blanket. You mm -hmm. know, those are things you don't, you know, think about at first. And then especially, you know, not the fact that uh, there's uh, beeswax and you know, a grooming clay or that, uh, you know, some of these products may be even tested on animals, but yeah, it's just like everything you, you want to try to align your life as much as possible with everything that you're doing. Cause when you're kind of off in one area, you're going to kind of always be off balance. But if you can, you know, get everything as close to w the straight and narrow line that you're wanting to be on, then uh, then you're able to kind of, you know, follow that, that path properly. Yeah. We should do a whole podcast. Yeah. All no, because <laughs> it was, it was a podcast I listened to early on. I was like, I never even thought about that. That's another yeah. thing. Okay. What do, and then we sat and talked for two hours on a car ride. I actually remember like the, the car ride that we were on and we were just sitting there chatting like, okay, so 
how do we feel about, you know, no longer, you know, buying new leather products? Uh, we will buy secondhand. Uh, well, this is getting into too much, but we will buy like secondhand. the other podcast. Yeah, so I'll save it. Uh, we'll buy secondhand stuff every once in a while, but very rarely. Yeah. So. Yes. Um. I don't know where I was going with yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're talking about Davinette. It just takes, yeah, it takes research on your own to find things that you can trust. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like sometimes it's just easier to like, just be like, okay, this is this price and I just don't really feel like researching it. I'm just going to buy it mm-hmm. and just kind of like maybe what you don't know doesn't hurt you type deal. 100%. Um, so I like to be, to think that I can be that outlet for um, people with the beauty world um, because, and like the hair industry in particular. But then of course, like I'm not a makeup artist at all. I like, I'm not good at doing makeup, but I do know makeup products and things that are vegan and that's all I use and that took so much research at the beginning um, and kind of made me sick like once we did listen to that podcast Mm -hmm. or you know looked into stuff more I was like oh my gosh like this throw away this throw away Um, like some of it didn't even have cruelty free stamps on it so it's just like yeah but so that can be overwhelming but it's been really fun and exciting for me to find I probably end up um, and this is not how it has to be, but just me being the person that I am, I probably end up like buying a bunch of cheap random stuff more because I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, this is vegan. This <laughs> is vegan. And I have like 12 different things of the same thing just because I get really excited. Yeah. When that vegan chapstick or when that chapstick has the V on it, oh, you got to get, you got to buy it. You yeah. Gotta Especially if it's <laughs> a cute little like container. And, oh, yeah. Okay. No, well, but yes. Also, just side note, how good does Robinette smell? I was about to say that. I was like, before we wrap this up. Yeah, sorry. This is not, like, I'm not trying to, like, promote myself. I'm literally just saying it It, smells so good. No, it does. It smells so good. And as a, I, you know, for people that know me, I really care about my hair and how it looks and all that stuff. And so I was... I was a little concerned on what uh, what the products would be like, but yeah. they uh, they're great and they smell good and yeah, they've got everything from body wash to conditioner to shaving cream. So yeah. wait, I great. do have I did write something down. I was prepared. Okay, perfect. Um, just quick that the mission statement. One of the re- things oh, yeah. that like stood out to me with Dominus when I was researching it. Um, I just like really liked their mission statement. And that was one of the things I was like, oh, okay. I feel like this is maybe going to be what I want. Um, Davines, um, their mission statement, or just a quote. I actually don't know for sure if this is a full mission statement. But a quote from the president. Um, By creating beauty sustainably, we encourage people to take care of themselves, of the environment in which they live and work, and the things that they love. And that just is like something that they have on like all of their packaging is like, take care of like what you love yeah and it's like oh okay oh, that's so good i love that well if, you, if anybody has any questions for anna uh hit her up on the uh, instagram or admire the vegans at gmail.com yes i think we're done cool you feel good yeah sweet that i was, missed this with you i know i know i'm not gonna make any promises on when the next one comes out but Uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed this and thanks for pushing play and 
we'll uh, we'll get back on it as soon as possible, right? Right. Yes, <laughs> we will. What a good day. It is a what great a good day. day. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to our conversations. We hope there's a little something for everyone each time you push play. As always, lead with your heart and eat plants.